0: Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ. Headquarters.
1: Sounds like that could take a while.
0: <laughs> it will.
1: At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are a community. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender.
2: Edstone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edstone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edstone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Next up, you'll be listening to United Way Community Connections with Mike Affelberg. United Way Community Connections. United Way Community Connections broadcasts every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. right here on WSMN. In United Way Community Connections, you will be introduced to leaders from all of the great nonprofits in greater Nashua, from caring for our children to our seniors, from helping our homeless pets to our at-risk vets, from learning the skills to get your GED to dealing with trauma and substance abuse. Community Connections is the place to learn with Mike Affelberg about what's going on. Learn how you can help and make a difference from the experts. So sit back, grab a cup of coffee, and enjoy the show, which is making a difference in greater Nashua. Here's your host, Mike Affelberg.
0: Well, let's try that one more time. Good Monday morning. Welcome to the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. I forgot to press the on button. On the uh, keyboard here at the very beginning, and of course the on button is very important, just like in your car or on your microwave, um, at the keyboard it's also very important to do that when you're recording a a radio show, so that's my uh, pro tip of the day, press the on button. Good morning, you're listening to the United Way Community Connection show. My name is Mike Gaffelberg. I'm your host. Today is Monday, May sixteenth, two 2022, right here coming live from downtown Nashua, New Hampshire. And, uh, well, I'm going to say that you just heard the last uh of my radio career. The last uh. Is that even possible? I don't know. Because, But I have a new Post-it note here on my uh, microphone right in front of me. And it says, no... Um, no, er, and no, uh. Well, let's see if that works because I don't know if I can actually restrain myself. I try to be aware of these things, but I will tell you, I had a visit from my favorite cousin in the whole world. My cousin Ruth was with us this weekend. She was visiting because about a year ago, my uncle Mel, you might recall, he was ill and in assisted living down in Pennsylvania, and he passed away about a year ago. Of course, you know, during the pandemic, sometimes it's really difficult to uh, do things like, and that was another, uh uh-huh, well, it's difficult to do things like having a uh, memorial service for somebody. So my uncle passed away, and my cousin Ruth and I have been working on settling up his affairs. And she did all the hard work, of course, and I just did a little bit of the lift, a little bit of the light lifting, but she's also planning a memorial service. She made a visit out here to the East Coast. She's from the West Coast up in the Seattle area. We waited for winter to pass and for the COVID numbers to get a little bit better, and she's planned a memorial service. But part of it is that my uncle and aunt lived up in northern Vermont for a good portion of their lives, It was probably their favorite place ever to live. They spent the last of their years in assisted living down in Pennsylvania. And then they came, um, but that was after moving from uh, the northern part, what's called the Northeast Kingdom, in Vermont, up near the Canadian border. So we took some of his ashes up to their old homestead there and put them in the pond that they loved so much. And that was uh, partially what we did this weekend. I hope you had a fabulous weekend. It was really nice and very cathartic and peaceful to be able to do that. However, it was hot. And, you know, Saturday was over 90 degrees, even up in north even up in northern Vermont, it was over 90 degrees. I don't know how that happened. It seems like just yesterday, the snow was flying, and we were you know, worried about shoveling and plowing and scraping off our cars and all of that stuff, and then we had our typical five minutes of spring, and now it's summer, and that happened just ridiculous. I don't know how it got to be 90 degrees overnight, but it was hot and humid, and um, we uh, There's another um, by the way, and we went up to Vermont and enjoyed some of the famous black flies, which is, of course, what we have this time of year. It's black fly season, which for those people from New England means it comes right after mud season and right before mosquito season, which is all a very short season and comes right wedged in between snow and more snow season. So I hope my cousin's listening in on the radio today. She is a radio, she's been a radio person for a long, long time, and we listened to one of my shows over the weekend, and she said, Mike, do you mind if I give you a little tip? And I said, no, of course not. I would love to hear some suggestions from a real a real disc jockey, and uh, that is, of course, what she was. She says, I'm a big fan of visual cues, and you do not too much, it's not terrible, but you do say quite a number of ums or errs or uhs and that's a good habit to break but it's hard to break so put yourself a post it note as a visual cue with no um no er or no uh on it and post it right in front of your microphone and I'm and maybe that'll help you to break the habit and I said well that's okay we'll try that that's great she said but don't let it get in your head and so now of course it's totally in my head and I can't get it out of there And it's just going to drive me crazy. But I'm going to try my best to improve quality. You know, we all need to be sort of like working on improving ourselves. My little improvement, self-improvement, is to stop considering um, er, and uh as actual conjunctions because they're not. We have a pretty great show in store for you today. We have Michelle Canto, somebody who I've known for many, many years from St. Joseph Hospital. I know Michelle from when my wife and I owned the Educational Outfitters store and we helped Her over at their, they have a gift shop in the store, and we helped her with things like embroidered apparel and T-shirts and promotional products and tchotchkes and whatnot. Uh, She also is involved in a a number of other things over at the hospital, and in particular, they run a thrift shop, which they use as a uh, fundraiser of sorts. And we're going to talk a little bit about that and also just catch up on what's going on with life, such as it is. Then we're going to hear from our good friends at the Nashua Prevention Coalition, their brand new director, Michelle Rico Jonas, is going to join us today and talk with us about the Nashua Prevention Coalition and the work that they're doing to keep kids um, substance-free in our community, a fantastic mission and such important work, so we're going to talk about that. Meanwhile, I will say that we have upcoming at United Way a couple of things which I want you to know about. On June 4th and 5th, which is just coming up in about two weeks, it's the weekend after Memorial Day. And can you believe it? Memorial Day is just two weeks away. So, in three weeks, we have a two day community food drive, a big food drive. And one of the things that we've done since the, you know, probably a third of the way into the pandemic was to run um, regular food drives at Hannaford's, the first and the third uh, Saturday of the month. And we do that in order to support the food pantries in our community, the many food pantries that have regular need for food. And so going into the summer months when food pantries tend to run a little bit low on supplies because people have gone away on vacation. And I think this year is going to be the year when people go back on vacation. All signs point in that direction, right? We're going to – and then also there's also a big need that increases because school is out and kids get a lot of their meals at school. So there's this phenomenon with increased demand and reduced supply in our food pantries. And we're going to do a big food drive on June 4th and 5th to support all of the pantries in our community, including everything from Corpus Christi and Nashua Soup Kitchen to the Hudson Food Pantry – and the food pantry at out in Milford at uh, St. John Newman Church. So a bunch of different food pantries will get food. We're, we're, our goal is to, that we've set for ourselves is to uh, be in about 10 different supermarkets around the community and to um, collect at least two tons of food. So a lot of food going into the summer, all non-perishables, so that people will not be turned away empty-handed. The other thing I did want to mention is Over the Edge, Over the Edge. I wrote a little article, it's in the Telegraph, this weekend if you're interested in more details. But what I will tell you about the Over the Edge event, this is going to be our fourth year, fifth year running the event. Um, Each year it has raised a minimum of $130,000, as much as $200,000. And the event itself is a community fundraiser. It's a very different kind of a fundraiser because you will have lots of different nonprofits participating in a big event but raising money for themselves. It's almost like a whole bunch of little teeny tiny mini events wrapped up in one big old honkin' huge event. So the event involves rappelling from the top of the Brady Sullivan Tower in Manchester, New Hampshire, June 27th and 28th. We have about a hundred brave souls who are looking to sign up for that event. They're raising money, and the money they're raising is supporting specific nonprofits that they are passionate about. So, for I'll just give you one example, but there are at this point over a dozen nonprofits involved, and there's still room for more. So, the Marguerite's Place is one of our community fa- transitional housing programs. My friend, their executive director, Hannah Stoller, and I have been talking about this, and they've done pretty well with Over the Edge over the last couple of years. It's a way for them to raise additional funds without having to do another, I don't know, walk or golf tournament or something like that. So it's an additional opportunity for them to get the word out about the amazing work they do and also raise a little bit of money. They've put together a team. That team is actively raising money, and the money they raise supports Marguerite's Place. And they help with the event itself, by helping to pay a portion of the costs of running the event. So we also have a team at United Way. There's really three ways to get involved. One is, if you are a business owner and would like to sponsor an event that supports many different organizations, not just a single organization, and it also has a lot of media exposure, because Over the Edge is a high-profile event. You can imagine when you're rappelling off of the tallest, one of the tallest buildings in the state that MUR shows up and the union leader shows up, the telegraph shows up, and they all want to cover the story. So there's a lot of opportunity for media exposure for our sponsors, and you can support a lot of different nonprofits in one, one place in time. So that's one way to get involved. Second way to get involved is if you are – Connected with or supportive of a very specific nonprofit, and you think they may or may not yet be, in, be involved with Over the Edge, just let me know and we can connect you and them to participate in this fundraiser. And the third thing is maybe you just have always wanted to rappel from the top of a 24 story high building. I am not one of those people that has ever had that need, although I have now done it three times. I, um, um, there's another. Um, I am not a fan of heights, but I will do this because it's just important. So you got to lead by example sometimes, and sometimes that involves doing scary things. But maybe you also just want to do this and you'd like to get involved, and you maybe have a philanthropic mind and have some friends who might support you. Well, connect with us that way, and you can join one of our teams, including Team United Way. So there are a lot of ways to get involved. There's information on our website, unitedwaynashua.org. The easiest way to connect with me is just call me at United Way of Greater Nashua. There's only one mic that's going to pick up the phone, and there's only really one guy in the office too. So unitedwaynashua.org, just give me a shout, and I will definitely get connected with you to Over the Edge 2022 20, 20, 20, on June 27th and 28th. We're going to take a break now. I want let, want to let you know that our show, which is here each and every Monday morning, is intended to highlight the community nonprofits that we have in in Greater Nashua and the amazing goodness and work that they do. I think of nonprofits as the heart and soul of any community, and in certainly in our community, they do work day in and day out to keep all of us smart, strong, safe, healthy, and happy. And uh, isn't that, at the end of the day, what it's all about? So we'll be back in just two minutes with my first guest, Michelle Canto, from St. Joseph Hospital. Meanwhile, we're going to give our sponsors, our fantastic sponsors, a chance to speak about themselves. We have Etchstone Properties, one of our community's premier builders. They've been a sponsor of our show since the very beginning, which is awesome, and we really appreciate that. We have Franklin Savings Bank, a relative newcomer to the banking scene here in southern New Hampshire with a branch right up in Merrimack. And our friends there um, are great sponsors of our show as well. And last but v- certainly not least, my friends Sal, my friends Sal and Jen Kaludi, who own fully promoted and embroidered me of Southern New Hampshire, with their location in Bedford, serving Southern New Hampshire with screen printing, embroidery, and promotional products. So thank you so much to all of our sponsors. Please patronize them. Um, because they do a lot of good in our community. You're listening to the Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg. We'll be back in just about two minutes with our first interview with Michelle Canto from St. Joseph Hospital. Commercial lending at our big bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ headquarters.
1: Sounds like that could take a while. (laughs) It will. At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes Region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, equal housing lender.
2: Edgestone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years' experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edstone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at EdstoneProperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208. Since 1930,
0: United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Well, good Monday morning. It is Monday, May 16th, 2022. This is the United Way Community Connection Show. I'm your host, Mike Affelberg, coming to you from downtown Nashua, New Hampshire, center center of the known universe, may I add, right across from the evolving Performing Arts Center on Main Street. Last week I said I don't think you're going to be able to see inside the center for much much longer. The um, There is a... Webcam that you can access by going to WSMN.live and you can see the 24-7 Performing Arts Center Webcam as they're building this incredibly interesting structure. I th- thought last week would be the last week we'd be able to actually see inside the guts of the building because they're starting to put up drywall, but you can still see inside. There's still framing going up. It's pretty interesting to see those of us who have fond memories of shopping in Alex shoe store and Bought a lot of shoes there and always got great customer service. Of course, they're still in our community, just not here. Um, and watching the building be torn down to the studs, become a hole in the ground, literally. Then they put a huge crane, biggest crane I've ever seen in my entire life, in front of this thing. Started erecting steel, and now it's this performing arts center thing that's growing. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. And so great things really are happening in downtown Nashua. Um Although, <laughs> avoid the traffic if you can. I, I It took me forever to get from the top of Main Street just to in front of Martha's today just because of construction season. My cousin who's visiting over the weekend observed that there's a lot of construction going on. She's from Seattle. And I said, you know, Ruth, the thing is construction here is a very short window. You can start, you know, literally, you can start digging in the ground around the 1st of May and you got to be done by the end of October. And so you got to hit the ground running really hard, really fast. Uh, Otherwise, you're going to miss that window. And so, this is pretty typical for what happens this time of year. But it is, I will say, ultra annoying. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I wanted to introduce you to my next guest, our. First guest of the day, somebody who I've known for many years, Michelle Canto, is with St. Joseph Hospital. Welcome to our show, Michelle.
3: Thank you for having me.
0: Now, we got to know each other, I think, many years ago through scouting. Is that right?
3: Scouting, Boy Scouts, um, Girl
0: Scouts. You were involved, no? Charlotte Ave. Charlotte Ave. Elementary School. Mm-hmm. You were on the PTO. I was, and that was right around from our the corner from our store. Mm-hmm. And you said we have field day coming up, and we yep. need some T-shirts. Can you do that? Yep. Was it and you did that?
3: Spirit Wear for us. And right? Yeah, it was awesome. Right, and mm-hmm. then we
0: got to talking about as we always do. What do you do for your day job? Because of course, nobody's permanent. Nobody's job is the PTO. That's always a side hustle at best. Right. And you said, I work at St. Joseph Hospital, Mm -hmm. and I'm involved with things like the gift shop. And then Mm -hmm. we started doing stuff for you for the gift shop.
3: You did, But that's
0: not the only thing you do at the hospital. That is not. (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. nobody ever does just one thing, right?
3: No. Everybody Uh, multitasks.
0: Especially at a place like the hospital that has so much going on. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about what you do, and then let's quickly pivot if we can to the yep. to the gift, sh- not the gift shop, the, tr- the uh, thrift shop, mm-hmm. because that's an important way for you to raise money. So yes. tell us about what you do at the hospital.
3: Uh, so I've been there for 20 years, and I really believe in the mission and what the hospital represents in the community. Um, I-, I need to try, I need to have a sticky note that says don't use it You know, uh. I
0: hate this sticky note already. <laughs> I'm going to tell my cousin next time I talk to her, this has totally gotten in my head. No, um, no, er, no, uh. You know, I was a child of the 70s, so I have a lot of schoolhouse rock in my head. And uh, you you do remember the one, uh, and, Mm -hmm. but, and, or will Mm -hmm. get you pretty far? Mm -hmm. I keep reminding myself (laughs) that it's not um, er, and uh will get you pretty far.
3: (laughs) Yep. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Hard so, habits. Yes. But, I, I made a mental note when I was sitting and listening for, for my interview, and I thought, oh, I need to be careful, and that's the first thing I said. So.
0: But you know what? We are all capable of change. We are. And I'm going to take this as a... My personal mission to Mm -hmm. obliterate um, er, and uh from my vocabulary because they're not even (laughs) words, right?
3: (laughs) Right. Uh, Uh, Okay, so I've been at St. Joe's for 20 years, Um, started off as a unit coordinator, and the hospital has been very good to me and to my family, Uh, professional development, and I now am the manager of volunteer services that metamorphosed into the manager of the gift shop... We have a wonderful program called Project Search, Yep. and we have the Grey Nuns Thrift Shop. And that's why I'm here today, is to share the relocation of our thrift shop.
0: And the thrift shop is a money fundraiser that supports specific types of programs at the hospital?
3: So our goal is, is two things. One, for us to pay our own bills. And two, we partner with community agencies. Okay, And we have a voucher system. Okay, So a client who maybe is a part of the soup kitchen or a homeless shelter or front door agency, they can get a voucher from their social worker or from their team there. And their, that client can bring in a voucher, tell us what they need. Because you have a lot of people who leave in the middle of the night, have lost things to fire, and we're able to help them rebuild temporarily with the voucher and they don't have to pay for their items.
0: That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And where is the where has the Gray Nuns Thrift Shop traditionally been located?
3: So it's been so we started off on Lake Street. Okay. Then they moved to Marshall Street. Okay. And kind of off the beaten path. Um, I don't think a lot of people knew about the, us there
0: near the new development, the mm-hmm. Marshall Street um,
3: those apartments, the apartments mm-hmm. that they were built. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, then I just happened to be driving down Main Street. Yeah. Uh, about two and a half months ago. Okay. And there was a landlord putting up a for lease sign in the window. And I immediately called and he said, oh, I just put up the sign. I said, I know I saw you. <laughs> and called and he was excited to let St. Joe's, you know, be the leasee. And we are now at 11 Main Street.
0: And where is Eleven Main Street?
3: It's at the top of the hill across yeah. um, top. What is that, Library Hill? It is. is.
0: They well, it? I mean, I don't know if I call it Library Hill. I call it the place right right across from the Cannon. Like, <laughs> like you know, there's soldiers there at the top, and it's an old. It's, yep. a, it's a memorial um, square where mm-hmm. Main Street and Concord Street. Also, one of the most complicated intersections of New England. It is, yes. Concord. Where are you, Concord Street, Main Street, Amherst Street? Amherst I don't Street, know. Yeah. I'm just confused.
3: Yep. Yeah, so I always say to people, if you're familiar with Nashua, it, we're next to the old Collins Flowers. Yeah. Uh, that building that's now Sky Market.
0: Yeah, which is a great little market, by the way.
3: It is constantly have people coming yeah. through it. Yeah. yeah. So and I need to get in there.
0: Well, and they're also super supportive of the community, I will say oh, as that's well. Awesome. So we've done food drives and they've been like, yeah, okay. come on down. Oh, nice. We can definitely host you here. Great. So yeah, great. they're fantastic. So that's where they are. That's where, where are.
3: we are. We're right in, it's like a red building. I say red. People say, well, it's mostly gray, but to me, the red sticks out the most. It's okay. like a, a border, so uh, where there's a barber shop and another new um, business in there. So it's a nice. It's been busy.
0: That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now you are already open in that location.
3: So we had a soft opening. Yeah. Um, where going to have a grand opening at the end of May, okay. um, so we're just trying to still get organized, but there were so many people who wanted to make donations and were anxious to get in. Our, our regular customers at the old shop, when are you going to open? When are you going to open? And so we just kind of did it quietly and it's been really busy and well received so far.
0: That's fantastic. And what kind of things will people be able to find if they come to the Grand Owns Un- Thrift Shop?
3: So I like to call them our departments. Um, mm-hmm. I, we've worked really hard to make it very organized and kind of boutiquey. And uh, so there's none of
0: which surprises me because I've been into your gift shop, which is really nicely organized and kind of boutiquey, which is fabulous.
3: Thank you, thank mm-hmm. you for that. Uh, so we have a women's section. there yeah. they're our best shoppers. That's our biggest section.
0: Women are always the best shoppers unless you unless you had scuba gear or fishing stuff. Like that's what you're gonna get. <laughs> Sometimes is women- we do.
3: Yeah. Well, hey, if you have
0: scuba gear, give me a shot because I I, I'm like a collector of things that I don't need. Oh, so
3: excellent. Good to know. you'll be our first call yeah Uh, so then we have children's clothes uh, wonderful um, home home decor housewares linens and I you know I hesitate to say this because I can only imagine what will happen but men like to hold on to their items until nobody else wants them so if you have somebody in your world a gentleman who has you know, jeans. We have a lot of blue-collar workers that use the thrift shop. Yeah. But our men's department is very sparse because the, yeah. by the time we get the donations, really nobody should be wearing the item anymore.
0: Yeah, that sounds probably about right. Mm-hmm. I've been occasionally, I have found myself secretive, secretly wandering around savers mm-hmm. looking for that random scuba gear but never finding it, Man, I say. But there is a lot of shall we say there are dated items
3: mm-hmm.
0: dated is a very generous term
3: so i will say that vintage has a market
0: yeah vintage these i find items that were vintage when vintage wasn't yet a thing <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> and holes and, and yeah, so people can donate to the thrift shop. Is that they right? Can,
3: yes. So we have a wonderful mix of paying customers, and it's their way to support what we do in the community to yeah. live the Grey Nuns' mission. Uh, sadly, the Grey Nuns are are not active at the hospital anymore or in our community. They all have relocated down to Lexington, but yeah. it was important to them that their mission continues, stay living on in the Nashua community, and that's what we do. So when we have a paying customer who will pay $5 for a shirt, it allows us the ability to pay our bills so that we can have a voucher system for the communities, the other nonprofits that have clients.
0: That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I think the Grey Nuns, if I'm not mistaken, were also instrumental in the founding of Marguerite's Place that I mentioned top of the hour.
3: I believe – I.
0: I think so, maybe not. I they, think so I though. I think
3: they might have helped start it. Yeah, they, the nuns were really everywhere. Yeah, and they had their hands in so many things and so many causes. Yeah, and I I don't want to misspeak on that. Um,
0: I'll check that out. Okay. I've got I've got I've got some people who might be able to give me the scoop. But I think it was the gray nuns that helped start. I mean, I it makes harder,
3: sense. Saint Marguerite. Yeah. Um, she was the foundress, one of the founders of the hospital, so that makes sense.
0: Marguerite Duville, uh, right? Duville. Mm-hmm. Duville. I mm-hmm. never know how to pronounce that because it's-, it's Depends on who you talk to. D apostrophe Y-O-U. To me, that sounds like the uh, U, and it probably <laughs> is not the U.
3: Some people you say Uville, Some people say Duville. I think it just depends.
0: I don't know. Mm-hmm. Check me out at the pronunciation clinic in Worcester, and we'll <laughs> we'll just figure that out out together. <laughs> Um, so that's really pretty great, and I really appreciate that. I love that new location. That's fantastic. It's amazing.
3: We have and, parking. Everybody says, oh, but you don't have parking. We do. We have parking.
0: There's parking always everywhere in Nashua, mm-hmm. and I just hate that. People mm-hmm. think... You know, Kirsten and I, when we started our business, this is personal, right, personal side. I always wanted to own my business in downtown Mm Nashville. I wanted my business to be right down on Main Street. And so I went to a number of our prospective customers who we were trying to build relationships with, and I said, here we are. We're coming to the community. We're thinking about downtown Nashville. Whoa! You can't be on Main Street. There's no parking. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? Seriously? There's two parking garages and a bunch of parking lots. And there's also on-street parking right on Main Street. Yep. And people just are, yep. I don't know what that is. That's like a mentality that you can't park on downtown, and you totally can. So mm-hmm. if you're one of those people who thinks you can't park in downtown Nashua, well, you can continue listening to our show, but you need to like change your attitude there, buddy. <laughs> Ch- shame on you, whoever you are. Because you got to go shopping at the grain unshifter shop.
3: We have great hours too. We have two evening hours, open till seven p.m. twice a week, and Saturday hours, and we're open six days a week, so we are very accessible.
0: Wonderful. Um, So, do you have? a website of some sort, or is it just just go and check it out?
3: So the hospital website connects to us sometimes, but we also have an active. <laughs> I like when you um, said that
0: connects to us sometimes. Well, it
3: depends on what we have going on. Yeah. Uh their marketing team's awesome, but yeah. we also have our own Facebook page. So I encourage okay. people to follow the Grey Nuns Facebook page, uh, Grey Nuns Thrift Shop, and it has our logo on it, so you can't miss it. And with our new lo- picture of our new location,
0: I have. A whole bunch of stuff at United Way that we have been gifted by members of the community that we're not really an agency where people typically will walk in. Mm -hmm. But throughout the pandemic, we became an agency where a lot of people did come. And we're trying to evolve us back out of that. Because I'll be honest, there are organizations that have a lot more resources available in one place. If you come to United Way, you know, you're going to have we might have some things like some diapers or some clothing or something mm-hmm. like that, but we're not like the Salvation Army or the soup kitchen that has a full blown, you know, program where their mission really is to help people in that time of need. So we're trying to find a location for a home for some. We're trying to rehome some items which are not vintage, vintage, vintage. Mm-hmm. So I'll be in touch.
3: Yeah, definitely. I'll look forward to that.
0: That sounds that sounds great. Yeah. And of course, the do- the the profits go back to programs which benefit the community.
3: Exactly. Absolutely.
0: That's fantastic. You aren't involved in PTO anymore, are you, Michelle?
3: No, I'm not. Uh, sadly, all of my children are out of the Nashville school system now. Is that
0: sad for you? Uh, <laughs> you said sadly, so I'm just going to like, go that It is because that
3: means that they're growing up. Um, I have a daughter who's going to school in, at SNU for her graduate degree. She's Wonderful. already graduated uh, St. A's. And then my youngest daughter is going to school in North Carolina. And that's been the hugest transition you know being so involved in school and then having that youngest child be you know so far away has been a challenge for our family and
0: colleges really don't want parents involved (laughs) Other than to say, I'm sure that they accept your financial contributions. Yeah,
3: right. <laughs> yes, Man- mandatory or voluntary. They do make it difficult for parents to yeah, help a, a child manage adulting. You yeah. know you, you have to have permission slips and all of that signed. So
0: yeah, that's that's true. Yeah. Ab- the kids have to
3: sign the permission slip, which I find funny, but.
0: Yeah, that is well we have that as also if you saw if you're like a weird age, like between sixteen and eighteen, like you can volunteer but you're not quite an adult. Mm-hmm. Do you need parental supervision? Probably not, but you, you also need permission. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very you know, it's a funny oh, thing yes. that way. My
3: volunteer world. I get it. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: And you have a lot of volunteers at Saint Joseph Hospital.
3: We are we are in the process of rebuilding. Yeah, uh, the the pandemic uh, did a number on our program. Uh, of but we have awesome volunteers that I adore, and yeah. um, we had some that decided it was time to retire because of the pandemic; that it wasn't worth the risk anymore. But we have we're onboarding. Uh, we have about twenty new student volunteers, and uh, we're uh, the adult volunteer situation is 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 jamming too. So we're excited.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. The, our community is chock full of people who really do want to help out, and and that's really great to hear.
3: Well, that's the makeup of the thrift shop. It's mm. mostly volunteers with a few employees. So the, it, without yeah. the volunteers, the thrift shop wouldn't exist.
0: That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, Michelle, we're out of time. I All told right. you it's going to fly by. I it know. Really it does. went by very fast. It's been so good catching up with you. Yes, you, you too. And we will definitely check out the Grey Nuns Thrift Shop. Thank you. And watch for your grand opening. Yes. Although you're already open.
3: Yep, quietly. Mm
0: -hmm. Right at the top of Main Street. Right. 11 Main Street. 11 Main Street, right Mm -hmm. by Sky Market and across from the Cannon, which doesn't really shoot anymore. So don't worry about it. Don't stress (laughs) out too much. And there is parking. So again, don't be one of those. Don't be you. Just go try and park. You can do it. I know you can. You can do it. I have a lot of confidence that people who, Mm -hmm. like, given this proper challenge will rise to the occasion.
3: It'll be worth it. I promise. Yeah. The shop is worth it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Michelle, thank you for coming on and what you do in our community. We really appreciate that. Thank you very much. So we're going to take a break. Um, You've been listening to Michelle Canto from St. Joseph Hospital, who is also overseeing the... Uh, grain Nuns thrift shop which is a fundraiser for supporting people in the community and that is located on Main Street right at the top of Main Street right next to Sky market and go check that out in our after our first our next break we're going to be joined by Michelle Rico Jonas who is the new director of the National Prevention Coalition talk a little bit about what she's doing and what the prevention coalition's priorities are for the year ahead And um, that's my last um before the break. And maybe, who knows, after the break, I'll say even less ums. I don't know. It's pretty unlikely. We'll see. You're listening to the Community Connections Radio Show. I'm your host, Mike Alfelberg.
1: Commercial lending at our big
0: bank is a process that begins with AD, that's application data, being sent off to HQ. Headquarters
1: Sounds like that could take a while.
0: <laughs> it will.
1: At Franklin Savings Bank, our commercial lending decisions are made locally, resulting in faster loan approvals. Drop into any of our Lakes region or Southern New Hampshire branches, including Merrimack and Goffstown, to find out what we can do for you. Or visit fsbnh.bank. Franklin Savings Bank. Together, we are community. Member FDIC, equal housing lender.
2: Edstone Properties is a leading home builder in Southern New Hampshire. With over 33 years experience, Edgestone offers highly valued residential homes, including first-time buyer, luxury move-up, and senior community opportunities. Edgestone also offers well-located rental apartments, including active adult communities. Visit us at edgestoneproperties.com or call us at 603-889-5208 to learn more. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. That's 603-889-5208.
0: Since 1930, United Way of Greater Nashua has been your trusted partner to fight for the health, education, and financial stability of of every person in every community. When a low-income child needs access to dental care, or parents need quality after-school programs where their kids can learn and be safe, United Way is there. When a person with disabilities needs a supportive day program where they can thrive, or a family loses its home and needs a place to regain financial stability, United Way is there. When a homebound senior needs food and supportive social connections, or when it comes time to die with dignity, United Way is there. The programs supported by your United Way are the heart and soul of Greater Nashua. When you volunteer or donate to United Way, you lift up the community where you live and you work. As a highly regarded nonprofit with Charity Navigator and GuideStar, you can be sure that your donations will be used for the work of making Greater Nashua stronger, smarter, and safer. Learn more and connect with us at unitedwaynashua.org. Well, good morning, morning, morning. I'm still trying to figure out. I've been doing this for like four years. I can't figure out how to fade the music out and fade my voice in and do it in a professional. way. I need to talk to George about that because it always sounds like so choppy. But that's just me. Maybe I'm getting picky with myself. I don't know. I'm on a self-improvement kick this morning. I've decided never, ever to say um, er, or uh again on the radio. That, uh. uh a particular resolution will probably last no more than um, maybe 30 seconds or I don't know. Anyway, but I'm trying. I'm trying to get better, improve myself. If I can't lose weight, at least I can change my vocabulary. We'll see how that goes. You are listening to the Community Connections Radio Show. I am your host, Mike Affelberg. We're here each and every Monday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. talking about the goodness that is Greater Nashua's nonprofits. Each week, we try to introduce you to at least two different organizations. You can learn a little bit more about what they're doing to make our community a place which is stronger, smarter, safer, healthier, and happier for all of us who live and work here, or live or work here, or just like to listen to the radio here. Whatever the case may be, this is all about community goodness. And by listening in, you'll also be able to find out where are the opportunities to volunteer, where are the opportunities to become a donor, where are the services that might support somebody who I know who's maybe in need or in crisis. Today, we're going to talk with the brand new, brand spanking new director of the Nashua Prevention Coalition and my new friend, Michelle Rico Jonas. She's joining us in the studio today. She has she she pulled out her purse. Michelle, good morning. Good morning. She pulled out her purse and she had a notepad. It doesn't surprise me. She's not the first person ever to do this. She had written down like pages of notes f- to prepare for this interview. Is that right? Uh, yeah. yeah. I have note cards too. Oh, and note and and she also has the, the little uh, three by five note cards. and She probably has some four by six note cards too that she's embarrassed to show me. Um, maybe some post-it notes thrown in just for good measure. That's on the desk. Yeah, that's right. And people always do this, right? Because they think I'm going to go on the radio. I need to be prepared. It's an interview interview. interview and and they're always so sad when they when they come to the studio and I say put all that stuff away (laughs) because this is just a conversation. Michelle, let's just talk. Absolutely. Sounds good. But you are I will let you read off of one post-it note. (laughs) Only one. And that's the one that is the mission of the Nashua Prevention Coalition. So please tell us what is the mission of the Nashua Prevention Coalition? So the
4: mission that I've come to know is that the Nashua Prevention Coalition Um, aims to prevent and reduce um, the use of substances with our teens, with our youth, um, by doing a few things. Increasing awareness, um, education, and community involvement.
0: So getting kids involved, Mm -hmm. teaching them the dangers and perils associated with substance misuse, and also finding ways for them to connect creatively, positively to different outlets as a substitute for bad stuff. Is that a different, but also?
4: Sure. I mean, I think we can certainly add to that, yeah. and, and that it's even though we're we we've highlighted youth as our, our yeah. catchment group, so to speak. It's really beyond the youth. It's the parents. It's the teachers. Yeah. It's the people they're working for. All of those influences that can have an impact on youth and the decisions that they're making. So
0: it's the village.
4: It is. It is the village approach for sure.
0: I love that. The thing about, uh, I think about my own experience with, and will be. I think it's always good to be personal with these things. Um, My own experience, my biggest experience with substance misuse was tobacco, Mm -hmm. and when I am not embarrassed to say this, I'm proud that I stopped. Frankly, but when I was young in my teenage years, I worked in restaurants. I started smoking. It was so hard to quit. Years and years later, and it was just, it's just terrible for you. It's terrible smoking cigarettes it's it's not just what it does to your brain it's what it does to your lungs it wasn't what it does to your body frankly what it does to your wallet yeah this is (laughs) yeah it's a bad thing right and so i wish i had not had those years of smoking because it would have i'm sure at the end of the day it also um it's gonna end up having taken off several years of my life and it's been a long time, but I'm glad it's in my rearview mirror, but yeah. it's hard to put behind you. It is. So it's easier not to do it in the first place.
4: And that's, what, that's our goal, is to get, get things in place so that people can make a choice.
0: Um, you, should, you should incorporate the name prevention somehow into your work, don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you do. I do. <laughs> so the National Prevention Coalition is all about an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Okay, and you've been at it this job for eight minutes, maybe? Yeah, nine? maybe about eight. Yeah. Well, certainly, you've, certainly with no the new- National
4: Prevention Coalition, it's been almost two months now. But, but I, you're no newcomer here. Yeah, I've been in the prevention world for over twenty plus years.
0: That's absolutely that's absolutely amazing. Uh, much longer than I have. Uh, give us the highlights. Where where what have you been doing over these years?
4: Sure. Um, I think, well, in New Hampshire, particularly, I I was one of the. Um, coalition directors that founded the prevention networks around the state. Um, I was out in the Mananoc region for a little while, and then um, I found myself at the state level doing sort of state level-wide um, prevention. Um, one being the, the prevention networks that are now incorporated in our public health networks. So that was an important you know piece of my work, as well as the Prescription Drug Monitoring Program, which has been launched and going in place for seven years now. For me, though, um, the best place is where I am right now. It's it's really at the local level again. Yeah. It's it's really digging in with the community, the the kids, the partnerships, um, and and the energy that I get from that. It it really excites me.
0: And speaking of energy, we had an event last week that I was lucky enough to participate in, but it's been around for a couple of years called the Youth Video Project. Tell us about that. What is that event? What took place? Yeah. You know how does that fit in?
4: So. The Youth Video Project allows us to really work with um, our partners who serve youth, have youth service programs in Nashua, and they're asked, we give a theme, and they come up with a, up to a one-minute video, and we, with again another partner with, with Chunkies, we show all of these videos. Um, we have a, a, a photo booth, we have a lot of fun, we have food, and, yeah. and all in all, all the kids are winners. You know, yeah. the, everything that they did was was exceptional. The partners that came together to make this happen um, was wonderful, and we're hoping to um, spice things up a little bit more next year. Maybe we'll do a live event. Who knows? Um, but yeah, it's it's great to work with the kids and get their energy and, and I know ideas. Th-
0: this year there were four finalists. Yes. There were finalists from Nashua High School South who were were are now the dethroned reigning champions. <laughs> may I say, uh, drum roll, please. The, we had the Nashua Police Athletic League was mm-hmm. one of the finalists, the Boys and Girls Club of Greater Nashua, one of the finalists, always the most enthusiastic, loud crowd at yes. one of these events, I have to say, and also with a really great video submission. And the winner is, drumroll please, the YMCA of Greater Nashua. They did a fantastic job with their video. All four videos were great. Theirs stood just a little bit above, Right.
4: It did, yeah.
0: They did an amazing job. The judges job. were impressed with all of them. Yeah. The judges were impressed, absolutely. And lead, leading the judges uh, off, uh, all of the judges, was our our esteemed leader for the steering committee of the National Prevention Coalition, Dr. Albie Budnitz. Yes. Yeah, so that was great. You're, you're planning on doing this again this year?
4: Um, we're Maybe gonna, next year? Yeah, we're actually going to start working on sort of the theme um, at the end of the Of the video project that we did this year, I went around to each of the tables and just kind of had a conversation with the kids and, like, what do you like about the youth video project? How do you see we could change things up a little bit? And so we talked about sort of like a music video kind of idea or um, maybe a live idea, and they got real excited about it.
0: That's amazing. I just can't wait to see how that pans out. That's going to be pretty exciting. Now, one of the things also that the Prevention Coalition is really involved with, one of its signature programs, is what's called the Youth. Risk Behavior Survey, yes. or commonly known as the YRBS. Now that's an annually administered survey, which is proctored, I believe, in the high schools and here in Nashua in the middle schools. In the middle schools, yes. Tell us a little bit about the YRBS.
4: So the Youth Risk Behavior Survey, um, this goes back to when I started in New Hampshire doing prevention. Um, we advocated long and hard around the state to make sure that we had um, some way of collecting data. How are we doing? How are all these wonderful things that we're doing? Is it having an impact? Is it
0: making any kind of a difference? It is. It is.
4: Yeah. Um, and and it's and it's vital to the organizations who are also seeking out funding because we have that data to show that the things that we're doing is is making a difference. Um, most recently, the. The, the New Hampshire legislature looked at doing some changes to the youth yeah. risk behavior survey um, and prevention came out loud and proud and said, you know, it's really important. We don't, we don't change the structure. We or how we deliver it. Um, and, and it was successful. Uh, educating yeah. the legislators around the importance of that data was very helpful. Well,
0: sometimes people just don't know what they don't know. Right. You know, the YRBS is one of the very few surveys. I know the, here what you're talking about is the debate. Should it be a survey that children um, are allowed to opt-in or opt-out of, right. and right now this is an opt-out type of a survey where if you, you you don't have to take it, but you have to say, I don't want to take it, Right. versus the other way around is, say, is where you also don't have to take it, but in order to take it, you have to say, I want to take it. And it's much less likely that people are going to participate in an opt-in type of a survey. They don't do this a lot in the schools. There's not a lot of data collected, so there's not. It's not like kids are taking surveys every single no. day. This is once a year, um, and it's incredibly important data. And it
4: covers a lot of stuff, yeah. not just substance use, but also nutrition, um, housing, relationships, housing. I mean, there's so many, when we think about prevention from a broader perspective, you can't just sort of say, oh, I'm only going to look at this little piece of it. Um, It's really the culmination.
0: Yeah. So I'm so glad that that survey is still going to be proctored as an opt-out kind of an approach where... You know maybe somebody just feels like it's incredibly uncomfortable and for whatever reason right. they they feel like they sh- their child shouldn't take it because it's going to re-traumatize them maybe for some reason or something. Hopefully that, that we wouldn't want that to happen, no. but we but we also do need good data to know if our programs are working. You know, it's easy to say prevention works, it's much harder to prove that it right. works, right?
4: Right. Exactly. Good.
0: What else is coming up these days at the Prevention Coalition?
4: So it's coming up. Um, so one of the, the the big things that we're doing is, um, is looking at sustainability of the coalition going forward and how we're going to um, maximize our partnerships, um, connect with other funding sources so that we can diversify um, and, and really um, be a place that um, helps to get other funding out to the folks that are actually doing on-the-ground work um, with the youth and the parents um, and, and whatnot. So that's, that's probably the biggest thing that we're working on right now. And then um, I would say we're looking at other creative ways to maybe engage youth. Um, there's been some, some talk around maybe some sort of health science fair as it relates to substances and effects on the body, that kind of thing incorporating partnerships more with the schools and then the other thing and
0: I love that idea by the way thank That's you pretty great although I'm old and so what <laughs> I'm thinking when somebody says health science and the effect of drugs I'm like I'm thinking like Nancy Reagan cracking <laughs> an egg into a pen. This is your brain on drugs.
4: And I would love, <laughs> a, I would love a group of kids to actually talk take, about
0: vintage, right? Right,
4: but to actually take that, yeah. and dispel why that wasn't effective yeah, compared to something else that would be more effective, right? Yeah, that's um, right. It's and the kids were bringing that up. They're like, "What? What's the egg on the frying pan?" <laughs> so it was an educational moment when <laughs> we had that conversation. That's right, Ancient history. Yeah. The other thing too, speaking um, with regards to the last. Um, interview is kind of looking at how can we connect with businesses um and and have internships you know high school juniors high school seniors that kind of thing how can we get them in or even younger i mean i think it's 16 right so um getting them into places where they can start learning work skills yeah that builds a resume that maybe get them interested in things that they're like i don't know what i want to do when i graduate but maybe these kinds of relationships and connections in the community not only helps the community but helps them kind of identify maybe these where are they These are all
0: protective what they call protective factors protective right factors. I mean that's the wonky that's the wonky public health term but right. the truth is if we insulate people from bad things by providing them with good things well duh good things happen Exactly I mean and it's just I mean it's Is Idle Hands, is the workshop of the devil, (laughs) like, is that in the Bible for Pete's (laughs) sakes? I mean, this is like, it doesn't, we all know that that getting involved with positive things makes a difference. It does, Um, absolutely. And that's all the Prevention Coalition is really all about that, so building community resilience. Yes. You just had a drug take-back day. You participate with the DEA, right?
4: We did. We did in Nashua. Um, we had a, a few volunteers down there, and we handed out some goodie bags that showed, um, gave information about the coalition, our partnerships. Um, it was fun to sort of watch people wave us by, but most stopped, and we're yeah. thankful um, that we were giving them some goodies and some information. And I believe, I can't remember the pounds. It, it was a lot. Yeah. It was over a 1,000 pounds. Um But eight large, like huge large boxes were filled.
0: It was amazing. Of just prescribed. Yep. uh, You know, expired drugs. Expired medication. But if you don't have, if you missed it, you can always go down to the police department. They have a box, right? They do. Yep. Year round, they have a box. Awesome. Michelle, the music means we're out of time. Okay. I told you you're not going to need all your notes. (laughs) I didn't
4: need all my notes. Because
0: you know what you know and what you know is a lot.
4: Thank you, Mike, for this opportunity.
0: I am grateful to have had you on our show today. We'll do this again sometime, hopefully maybe this summer. Yeah. And we'll, after you guys go over the edge, we'll talk about how oh, that was. Right. That'll be fun. So yeah, and the Prevention Coalition is one of the one of the one of the organizations that has somebody going over the edge to support their work. You can check that out on the United Way of Greater Nashville's website, and just go to the Over the Edge link, and you'll find Prevention Coalition on the United Way team. Uh, Meanwhile, Michelle Rico Jonas has been joining us. She's the director of the National Prevention Coalition. Thank you for being with us today.
4: Thank you, Mike. Take care.
0: Absolutely. We will be back next week with another uh, set of interviews. I don't know who who it's going to be, but it's going to be amazing. You can just count on it. And until next week, what I will say is just this one very important thing. Other than saying um, er, and uh, please remember to be kind to one another because great things really do happen when we live united.
4: WSMN 1590
1: WSMN 95.3 FM Nashua Listen, watch, and stream at WSMN.live